Okay. Hilchas Sarebira, Perikidala. We're in the middle of talking about Allahus of conversion, Gerus. This is the, the last chapter. The Raman talks about Gerus, and chapter, the next chapter goes on to talk about more specifics of Sarebira. So, this chapter is kind of the details of what you can and cannot do in terms of conversion, the process. Ketan, the Kabbalah Gerus, said that what is the proper procedure for receiving or accepting a righteous convert? This When a non Jew comes, he wants to convert. And we do an inspection and an investigation. We find that no, one, no ulterior motives, which we said yesterday, you have to make sure he's not coming from an ulterior motive. We tell him, there's no money involved, no popularity, what on earth are you doing over here? Why do you want to convert? Don't you know she's the Jewish people nowadays, the Jewish people are, are uh, suffering and subjugated and etc. and all kinds of negative things and they suffer. If he says, I need that, I am aware. The I'm not worthy. In other words, God willing, I should be merit to join the Jewish people anyways. Immediately we receive him, we accept him as a gear candidate. We inform him the basic principles of Judaism, the oneness of Hashem, the prohibition of idolatry, and we spend a lot of time really making sure he understands this clearly. We have to inform him some of the basic mitzvahs that are considered lighter mitzvahs, so to speak. The basic mitzvahs and more serious mitzvahs. He gets an idea of the spectrum of, of ter mitzvahs. One second. Okay, we'll see soon. We don't spend a lot of time with the details of the, each one of the 613 mitzvahs individually. We inform him that is interesting enough. We have to specify with him the the the, uh, the, the prohibition, the, the sin for not leaving the things in the field you have to leave to the poor, which is the the, the uh, wheat kernels that fall down when you're collecting the wheat. If you get a sheaf in the field, leaving a corner, which is the part you have to take to your shalayim. So I wonder if this is supposed to say Maisa'oni. But okay, um, no. It's my son in our gifts. Says it says Maisa'oni? Uh, later. Oh, okay. But okay, so you know, here it says Maestro Shani. But the point is that these are mitzvahs that involve monetary responsibility, right? So. Um, There's an overall chiv of tzedakah. Right, 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 exactly. So he has, he has no control over it. He has to give this. And it's, that, that's like a financial bite, and that's yeah. important for him to know about that. It's, it's not just a, it's a financial loss involved, so to speak. So that's why it's important to in- introduce these things. It's a stronger litmus test. Yeah, it's, it's from some people with money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Medina, you say. So you asked him the question was whether. Uh, <laughs> you know, give this. What about your money? I didn't think about that. Medina, you say exactly. We tell him the punishment of mitzvahs. Case of example, and we tell him. Heavy there, be aware. If you did before you convert to Judaism, if you eat forbidden fats, there's no chiyav kars for you. If you're not Jewish, if you if you mechal Shabbos, yata onish v'skilas, no onish v'skilas, no punishment of stoning. But now, Achshin is guy. If after you will convert, imachalta chelav. You're going to eat chelav about the onish kares. You chayav kares. Imachalta chelat Shabbos. If you're violated the Shabbos, ata onish v'skilas. You can be stoned. The eight maribin maribin alav. However. If we inform him, we don't traumatize him. We don't you know, go into specific details of how easy it is, so to speak, to transgress these permissions. In other words, we want to make sure he understands what he's getting into. We, won't, we, don't, we don't want to freak him out beyond necessity. Why? You don't want to discourage him unreasonably, right? If he has the will to be a Jew, then don't sort of tell him, don't, 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 don't pour cold water on it. We don't want to push him from the good path to the bad path. Because initially you have to make a person bring them close, close with 
words of, of dearness. The Chedem Rebbe says in the Sefer of Hesheah, the Chavli Adam Abshechem, I'm going to bring them close with the ropes of man. But I think also the Vartis, you can be translated as, okay, anyways, afterwards the Pasuk says with bonds of love. So you see again, the idea is, is that, um, uh, again, bringing someone close with, uh, with, with uh, appealing words. Okay, Gimel. Just like we inform him the punishment for the mitzvahs, we tell him also the reward for mitzvahs. Make sure he hands us the hands and balance the budget. What exactly? You know, you obviously want to tell him what the seriousness of it is involved, but also you should make the decision clearly. What's what's to be gained? He should be informed that by doing these mitzvahs, page four sixty seven. <laughs> he will merit the world, life in the world to come. And the only real righteous person is someone who is understands the wisdom, is wise enough to do these mitzvahs. Talad. We tell him, be aware. The world to come is only for the righteous. The Haim is sold that to Jewish people. And this is peculiar because the Ram himself writes in Hilchus Tshuva. That non-Jews do have a portion of Elam Haba if they keep Shefa Mitzvah. So why is he saying over here it's only the Jewish people? So Papashtus over here is talking about the uh, the uh, the unique portion that call Yisrael Yishem Chol Haba that all you can have. It's, so it's a unique level of Elam Haba. The Zeshetir Yisrael B'Tzalim Azeh. This that you see. The Jewish people are suffering in this world. It's really good that's hidden away for them. Jewish people are unable to receive the ultimate goodness of the reward in this world like everyone else. Why? Maybe it might make them haughty. That's going to make them turn astray and lose their portion of what to come. As it says, that the Pasuk says in the Vartim, that Yeshua and the Jewish people became fat and rebelled. So he's ba- we're basically telling him that the, one of the reasons why that Jewish people suffer in this world is because it keeps us, keeps us in check, keeps us from becoming too uh, uh, confident in our, in our own abilities and we turn, turn away from Hashem. Of course, we know that uh, the Rebbe spoke, speak about, speaks about the idea that Yidna can have all the gashers in the world and they're able to do the right thing with it. But this is what we tell him right now when he is... Uh, uh, coming to convert and we explained to him why maybe it looks like things are not so good for the Jewish people. Hello, Chahe. Sorry? You said it twice already. I think <coughs> number one, when it says we don't want to throw him off to the Der and number two, when it says here that we, we want to assure him that there's we do want to assure him that there's a world that it's not just for tzaddikim, but it's anyone who's righteous. It's not we we don't want him to stay a goy, and that's what we mean by ra. It just means that every person you don't want to overkill on the negative because it can turn him off from wanting to serve Hashem b'chalal even as a goy. Interesting. You're saying that okay? Say there. Because ra to be a goy is not ra. Right. Right. But by telling him that if you if you challah Shabbos you're going to be chayiv skila, how would that make him as a non-Jew? Excessive and unreasonable turns you off from Hashem who he loves. Yeah, interesting. I hear that. Say there. Hello, hey. Baruch If Hashem does not bring um, uh, the, the full punishment upon the Jewish people, they should not perish. Rather, ultimately, in the end, all the Gentile, all the non-Jewish nations will, the idolaters will perish. And the Jewish people last forever. This is something we spend a lot of time impressing upon him. In order to make mitzvahs feel cherished by him. If after the whole entire weighing, weighing the pros and cons, he chooses, chooses not to receive terrible mitzvahs, he goes on his way. If he does accept it, we don't tarry. Immediately give him a bris milah. 
If it's already circumcised, like many non-Jews who are, like especially Muslims, Matif and Menon Dam Bris, and we have to extract one drop of blood from him, the Dam Bris. Mashim but then we wait till he heals. Before Shlim completely healed, afterwards we table him. Rashi the Gemara over there explains that if he table ta- while he's still wounded, it could become infected. Now the reason why you don't put him in the mikvah first and then afterwards do a bris milah, which you could do the both on the same day, is because then we're concerned what happens if he if he changes his mind regarding the bris. Uh, at that point, he's already table, doesn't have a bris. That's that's a bit much bigger problem. Vav. Then three people stand by him. A second time, while he while he's in the water, we reinform him again right before the basic principles of the of some major mitzvahs and some minor mitzvahs, so to speak. And again, the major and minor probably has to do with the, the level of punishment. If it's a chiyuv misa versus a, just a lav of malchus, etc. <clears throat> The women are make sure she goes into the water, uh, just her head sticking out. While the Yanim who are males are on the outside because of serious reasons. And again, we inform her of some of the. Uh, sorry? A sampling. Right. Some of the uh, major mitzvahs and the uh, less severe mitzvahs. The Yeshev is mine while she's in the water. And then she travels in front of them. They, uh, so, then they, then they turn their face and they leave. They shouldn't see her when she sends in the water. I think they have to be in there at least to see. Well, no, that's not that part of So, yeah, they don't have to be there to see even the top of her head come out of the water because because she's not going to sit there forever. It's not possible. So they know she's terrible. Even they don't see her come out. And the tefillah happens when she, when she comes out of the mikvah. When she's in the going under the water to make her Jewish. What makes her Jewish is when she comes up. So, so they don't have to see that though because that's, that's an inevitable thing, right? You can't survive in the water. Zion. That's as far as conversion goes. Now, we already described in the previous. Women cannot be Adam in this process. It has to be Dafka. You have to have a Bezdin. That's the word. And no, and also the Chayra also Adam not. Yeah, but, so, yeah, because the Chayra. Women are puzzled. Right, women are puzzled for the Adus. No, so the, it's so not you can't. If it's only her head. Yeah, but 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 you have, you have to have a bezdin for the conversion. Though. That's the word. The bezdin has to be present and, and preside over the conversion. So all right, Zion. Now we talked about a ger teishev, which is what exactly is that? We talked about that in the previous program. What is a ger teishev who's a resident? This is this is not, not a, a person who becomes a yid. It's a guy. He accepted upon himself not to worship idols. Along with the other six mitzvahs that were commanded. He doesn't have to have mitzvahs to go to mikvah. He just makes a commitment to behave this way, to follow the mitzvahs. So we receive him. And he is among the, the, the pious of the nations of the world. Now, what exactly does this do, right? He makes a commitment not to worship idols. Very nice. But what is, how does that make a difference in any, anyone's life or anything? So what is it, what is exactly you call him What does that do? Excuse me. He is allowed to. Um, sorry, back up. But this does a few things. A guy who commits to keep Shev mitzvahs has a different status than a guy who does not. There could be implications regarding, for example, Yainasach, other things. That have to do with Avodah Zarah. If you're worried about, but but uh, but that's that's what this is. That, that's what this is. The Gertoshev is this person who is accepted accepted as someone we trust to not worship over the Zarah. Now, why is it called the Gertoshev? Because if he's allowed to live in Eretz as we said in Hilchas Avodah So normally a guy, especially someone a guy who we suspect 
or any guy for that matter who we suspect of a worship of the Zara may not live in there to Saul when we have dominion of the land according to the Rambam and this guy is allowed to live there because he's committed the followers of mitzvahs this acceptance of this type of guy to this status we only do at a time when we keep Yovel in there to Saul and that was from when they entered the land with Yeshua ben Nun until Sancheir of exile, the two and a half tribes on the eastern side of the Yardain. However, nowadays, even if he receives upon himself the entire Torah, he's not willing to accept one detail. We can't receive him as a ger because he has to receive, the only option today is full gerus, and that requires accepting the entire Torah mitzvahs. No exceptions. Hello, The limon here is the ger over here cannot. Argue, argue, he cannot argue with business. Says, "Listen, I don't want to go all the way. Let me just right. get Toshi." Exactly. Says, no, we can't do no, that. No, exactly. We can't do that. Yeah. No. So that's not. That's not an option, right? And even if, like, the Ger says that, um, you know, I'm not going to do the mitzvah of uh, Ben Seder Meir, right? <laughs> so who says that ever happens? Look at the difference. He has to accept upon himself all ter- Even all, though, yeah. Even though. I mean, I don't think every, every mitzvah. Yeah. Tess. When you buy a slave from a goy, we don't tell him. Why do you want to convert? Because it's not an option. Right? We're buying him. He doesn't have a choice, no matter. And then we tell him, Do you want to come among, to be among the Jewish slaves, which we call an Evet Kanani, quasi-Jew, and be a, a, a kosher person in that sense that you're no longer a full guy, or not? If he desires, we tell him the basic principles of Yiddishkeit, and again, some of the basic mitzvahs of the severe and non-severe mitzvahs, and punishment and reward, commission of the just like you would inform a ger. And you table in the same manner you table a ger, in the same type of kosher mikvah, and again you inform him when he's in the water, and that's how you change him from a guy into an evid kanani. And now he has to keep the mitzvahs like a woman has to. The unch, excuse me, if he doesn't want to, the magal and the love call him then you can sort of uh, try to convince him for 12 months. And after 12 months, if he's still not, still not interested, you can't keep him. You have to sell him back to a, to a, to a guy. You may not keep him longer than this. Now, if you first made a condition about him when you bought him from the master, you made it in the beginning that you're not going to table him and give him resmila. He's going to be like a guy. Who has to, obviously, you have to let him, force him to keep the shemitz of the Noyach, obviously. You can keep him as a slave who's a non Jew who is a Ger Teshuf, in the sense that he's keeping the shemitz of Noyach. Again, an Evid of this manner you cannot keep uh, unless it's a time when we keep Yevil in Eretz Yisrael. Now, there are more rights to Shulchan Aruch that because Yidin were not allowed, it was forbidden to convert to Judaism. In, in Europe where he lived, when you bought a slave in his times, it was with the assumption that you're not going to convert him into a, into, into a full yid. And therefore, their slaves were considered goyim and not tavad m'ktanim. Um, now, ta- now the rest of the pair are going to talk about who can a goy marry and who can a goy not marry. What, is the, what, are, the, what are the prohibitions in, in terms of relationships of a goy? Yeah, one of the Shev Mitzvahs is not to have forbidden relationships, right? A guy may not marry his fellow's wife, etc. Things like that. Why so, is it being taught to us? So, because we have an obligation to teach Goyim And the best has to enforce it. It's Allah and Teirah. So, the Raman covers the entire Teirah. 
So because the Rambam is covering dinam that can happen or do when this place I make this. Yeah, sure, sure, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. I don't have the nap. Yeah, but still. yeah. But also the chayyim nowadays you can't enforce it. You still have a chayyim to teach it though. Right. Right. Um, and who may a guy not marry? So a guy is a man cannot marry his mother. Age of his father's wife, even if it's not his mother. That chayyim, that chayyim, his father's wife, even if it's not his mother. That chayyim, that chayyim, his half sister from his mother, maternal sister. The age is ish any married woman. The zacher can't have relation with a male or behemoth or an animal. As we'll explain in, in the very final section of Adam Milchus and their wars. Over here, he calls it Most standards of the prince of the Rambam is just as Hilchim But I believe the Rebbe was, was very, very emphasized that, uh, that, that, the, that, the, that the proper printing should say Other types of forbidden relationships that a Jew is not allowed to have. For example, your father's sister. Anida, yeah, absolutely for sure. For them, it's permitted. Yud Aleph. A guy who converts, or a slave who's freed, both are considered gerim. He's like a child who's born. He's, he, has, he has no past. Any relatives he had when he was a guy, or when he was a slave. It's very funny, Adam says when he's a slave, because a slave doesn't have the status of relatives. He's going to say himself later, a slave has no relatives in Chayda. An Evid Kanani can marry his mother, even we'll say later. So I'm not sure what he means. Relatives he had when he was an Evid, but whatever. Let's see what it is. Could be he means when he was uh, a goyish Evid, but that's it's the same as a goy. All right, any erbas but not considered relatives. This guy who came if they both convert, there's no chiv of erva. So technically speaking, we said this already in previous program, right? Uh, a two goyim, who, a male and a female who convert goyim, they can marry each other even if before they were when they were goyim, they were not allowed to marry each other. Like for example, brother and a sister, or a mother and a father. A parent child. That's the A guy could marry his mother, or his sister, even his maternal sister. She's got once they convert, because they both converted, they both considered children who were born, they have no relationship anymore. People shouldn't say, The guy will say, Before we were forbidden, it was forbidden to us, now it's permitted, so we went down in Kedusha by converting to Judaism. Now, whenever it says in Torah literature, maybe people will say, It's because that was actually happening. Goyim were converting, marrying their sisters, and then people were saying, oh, the Jewish people are a lower class than we were before. And that didn't look good, therefore the Chum forbade it. So it's not until the Chum sat around, they said, oh, I have an idea. If we let people eat milk with chicken, they're going to eat chicken with meat. Let's make it also. No, it's actually happening. That's what they have to make it, make it also. I just got an idea. If you let people ride a horse on Shabbos, they're going to tear off a branch. No, it's happening in And therefore they had to answer it. One second. Right. A, a, a half-sister, a half-sister from a mother, a half-sister through a mother, a guy may not marry. But how about his own sister? If my mother, my, if, if, if a person's mother, let's say, was married to one man, divorced and married a second man, so they're half-sisters through the mother. So as guy, they may not marry each other. But I tell you, when they, get, when they convert, they could marry each other. If it's through the father half-sister, that, that's, for, that's for a guy even permitted. So that's not a kiddush that, that he can he could do so after he converts. Um, so so this person is going to say yesterday she was forbidden to me. Today she's permitted to me. So it's going to make make it look like they're going down in kedusha. The same thing applies a ger 
who converts and he has relation with his mother or his sister where she's a guy. It's like a regular case of someone who has relation with a non-Jewish woman. It's not like a case of a Jewish person who has relation with his mother. That's a chiv misa. A person who has relation with a Goyish woman, we said, if it's in public, it has all those, it's followed by the laws of somebody who has relation with a non-Jewish woman, not relevant if she's his biological mother or sister or a, a unrelated. So what is the din by game when it comes to arayas of their relatives? So, what happens if, he's, as a guy, he was married to his mother, he lives in a culture where it's normal, or it's his sister, and then they convert. Now, before they converted, that, wasn't, that marriage was not, was not allowed. So now they convert, but once they convert, even though material, you're allowed to be married to each other, but we separate them, as we said. Right. If they were married to a different type of uh, a, a, a relative, that a guy may not marry, not a sister, or not a, not a mother, but for example, um, his father's wife. So then, no, sorry, that would go in the same. His brother's ex-wife. Um, Outside of a Yibam situation. Yeah. Fine, so sorry. So again, if he's married to another kind of arayas, in other words, arayas which are a problem for a Jew, like for example, your father, um, like your, your, your brother's uh, wife, not from a... Yeah, let's say, let's say, his, let's say his, brother's, his, brother's, his brother's ex-wife, for example. So in that case, as a Jew, he cannot marry them if, you, if they were both Jewish. But, uh, but, but now that he and his wife converted, and his wife, who was, somebody was living with us as, a, as, a, as, a, as a husband and wife, in our fishing we don't separate them, even though... Even though they, they might say, well, one second, if we, if we were both born Jewish, this should be forbidden. Now we convert, it's permitted. Again, it's not a problem because, they, because they weren't, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like it was forbidden to them before. It's only a problem if before it's forbidden and becomes permitted when they convert. Over here, it's permitted either way. It just, it's just that if they were born Jewish, it would be a problem, but that's not the case. They're not born Jewish. Ger is also in his mother's relatives after, even after they both convert in the Darbanon. He may, but his father's relatives, he's permitted. So if they were husband and wife before, for example, he was married to his, to his mother and sister, let's say. So he said that if they were husband and wife before and they converted, you can stay, they can stay together. However, after he converts, if he wants to marry his mother's wife, they both converted, his mother's sister, let's say, for example. So that is But the father's relatives is permitted. So any relative that he couldn't marry as a Jewish person on his mother's side, he cannot marry even after they both convert. However, the father's side of the, fa- uh, uh, the, the father's side that that's permitted. And it's not because well, who says the relative? We don't know who the fo- real father is. That's not the case. Even though we know for sure this is really his father's relative going to aim him. Um, so, for example, um, twins, right? So the the twins, the mother converted while she was pregnant. So obviously they are from the same father. Still, the Malach is a boy and girl who. Uh, who are tw- uh, fraternal twins, who could, who, uh, whose mother has them. After she converts, they're allowed to marry each other. Um, although that's, that's considered relatives on the mother's side, no? So why is that okay? I'm sorry. So the example here is probably not that, that, that the twins want to marry each other. He wants to, he wants to marry the... Um, Two pairs of twins that want to get married to each other? No. Parents? One from the father's um, side from a different marriage. Or he wants to marry his mother's sister, and his mother and his mother's sister were, were twins. So they know for sure the same father. So so 
I'm sorry. No, that's not. That can't make. That's making sense. Not sure exactly what's shot over here. Again, so Ger, a Ger is not allowed to marry the relatives of his mother uh, on his mother's side, but his father's relatives he could. Even though we know that they are the same. Yeah, so if, you, if the two twins want to marry each other, boy and a girl, then that's the her also relatives, the, that's relatives in the mother as well. Um, so I'm not totally sure how to exactly quantify this case. Oh, he, I think example. A ger, just keep reading, right? That's the golden rule. A ger is allowed to marry um, his, I think this is what you were saying, his, yeah. his brother's wife, his half brother's wife. This half brother is the same father as him. They share, they share a father. So he is a half brother. And that half brother's wife, now they're divorced, let's say his brother passes away. He's allowed to marry his brother's ex wife. Uh, his half brother's ex wife. Thank you. Even, so, so because they're not relatives of the mother, only through the father. The age is Achi Aviv, or his father is brother's wife. His father, is, his, his father has a brother, even a full brother. Uh, yeah, Veish is of his father's wife after his father divorced or passed away. Veish is his son's wife. Even though the actual marriage to his brother, to, to his father, or to his father's brother, or to his son happened after they converted. So that is allowed because they're considered relatives only through the father, not through his mother. Um, his mother's sister, and it's his mother's half sister through her, through the, through her mother's father. That's allowed. Aviv and his father's sister, Vita and his own daughter, Shinizgar, that that he that converted. went to him. Yeah. He cannot, however, marry his mother's sister. That's not allowed. He can't marry his mother's sister or his mother's his, sorry, his own sister. From his mother is not allowed, or his mother's sisters that they, that they, that they share a mother through her grandmother. So, that, so his mother's half maternal sister that's not allowed. Nor may he marry the wife of his mother's half brother. Again, the half brother to their mother that's not allowed either. Again, they got married after the conversion. So all that is to the relatives to the mother's side. However, if if the if they married his brother when they were going, then they permitted him. So it's only forbidden to marry a relative on your mother's side. That's any of the relatives a yid couldn't marry, if the marriage happened after it was after they both converted. If the marriage happened before they converted, while they were going, they were married, and then afterwards they converted, that, that's a whole different story. That, that makes a new beginning, and that, that's permitted. So again, a guy cannot marry any relative on his mother's side, who he would not be allowed to marry if they were both born Jewish, if the marriage happened after both people converted. You doubt it. Two twins that they were conceived not in holiness while, there was, while the mother was not Jewish. And they were born after she converted. So she converted while she was pregnant. They're not allowed to. Uh, they're, they're not allowed to marry each other's uh, wives because the prohibition of Eishas Ach. It's 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 my brother to my mother. I can't marry his wife. Interestingly enough, though, they can't do Yibum either. There's no bits of Yibum because they're not fully they're not full brothers because there's no father involved because the father's not the father. There was no. 
Jewish father, so to speak, because because the, the mother wasn't Jewish. Then Mishas Meiser. I mean, if the father is a Yidder or a Goy, it's irrelevant because she could, she was she wasn't Jewish. So they so their wives they're forbidden to each other's wives. If a person marries a a woman who converted and her daughter who converted, now marrying a woman and her daughter in Torah is not allowed. Marrying two sisters, or two sisters again from the their, their maternal sisters, because if they're half sisters from the father, for gay, it's not a, we said it's not a problem for a guy. Now over here, even though they're mother, daughter, or two sisters. The thing is, is that uh, they're both converts. So is the issue still apply? So we say that he can keep one of them. He must divorce the second one. It's funny because by, by, by uh, testimony, we go after the father's family. Right. By Eidos, we say, By Eidos, I think, I think. So only the father's families are considered Nagev Eidos. No? I don't know. I thought that. I thought that either way. I don't remember. I think no. I think that that. Uh, um. Okay. But <coughs> when it comes to edus, when it comes to gerus, I'm sorry, we're saying over here that um, that when he, when when he marries two sisters or a mother and a daughter, he can't keep both of them, even though they're both gerim. And the chayyur, the no concept of. of, of there's no concept of them being related. Of what people might say, or they right, were exactly same the same thing, right? if he marries a gears, that's about both at the same time. But if he marries a gears and she passes away, her mother or her daughter, who he's not allowed to marry in their lifetime, once she passes away, excuse me, he's not allowed to marry even after the lifetime. If they're, if they're both yeah. Jewish, that's permitted. This gezerah of not to marry somebody if it resembles a prohibition, had they both been Jewish. The only regret is if they're both alive. A person is allowed to marry two sisters who converted if they're only related to their father. There's no gzeda of the father of the father's relatives. Because even as a guy, a guy can marry two sisters. Sorry, a guy can marry two sisters even from the mother, I think. But 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 he can't marry um, his own sister from his mother. But to marry two sisters, that's only a problem for a Yid. So Sai is only a problem for a Yid. Sai, he's a Ger. So to, so to make a Gzair, they can't marry two sisters from the father. It's irrelevant to him. The whole concept of being related to the father is irrelevant to the guy. And it's, therefore, it's irrelevant to the Ger, Manatayda. So Chum, we're not Gzair. So even though you'll say you're marrying two sisters, but they're the half-sisters to their father. Besides his Gzair status and besides his current status as a Ger, the status of their relationship through the father is irrelevant to him. As far as he's concerned, they're not sisters because it's only through their father. So he can marry both of them. Tezayim. Hashniyas kulun all the shniyas, all the rabbinic prohibitions in terms of forbidden relationships. They did not make a gezer on them regarding gerim. The fichah, therefore, a ger can marry his mother's mother because a mother's mother is only a shniya. A person can marry a gerus and her mother's mother. Or marry a gerus and her granddaughter. Uh, sorry, great granddaughter. Um, and the same thing applies to other shniyas. Any issue that are it's a shniya, we said in the beginning of Hilchus. Uh, uh, and sorry, I'm sorry. All those are permitted to a guy, uh, to a ger. I'm sorry. Yudzain. However, this is the thing I was saying before. By the Rambam, I was surprised by the, by the Rambam describes a, a ger. Uh, and halacha Yud Aleph. The Rambam says 
the relatives he has is an Evid. Because we'll see now, Yudzan HaEvid, Mutalisa Bimaik Sheevid, an Evid, an Evid Kanani can marry his own mother when he's a slave. Vein Sachleim Abita needless to say his daughter Vachis or his sister. Why is the daughter more than the mother? I'm not sure. Kids have been in the same and, and, and other, anyone else like that. Even those close relatives. Because he left the category of being a guy. And so the prohibitions of Shev Mitzvahs don't apply to him. The Arayis of Suez Elbev of Mazalis, it's just love. The Arayis of a guy only applied to a guy, not to an Evid Kanani. However, he has not yet entered the category of a Yid. The prohibition of Arayis for, for Yisrael that applied to him, game don't apply to him. So an Evid Kanani has no concept of, 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 of relatives in terms of Arayis. Yud Ches. There's no mark in the Gemara, but it's Rambam's estimation. If an Evid has a relation with a male, or a behema, Yaharbu, he gets Chai Misa. She is Shushte Arayas, Elo Shabbacha Adam. This is not something that has anything to do with what your status is. It has to be to do with being a human being. Your tests. Avadim Shishtachru, Evadim who are freed. They're like a ger. Kolish also again, whatever is forbidden to a ger, also is forbidden to them. Chamutl again, whatever is permitted to a ger, Mutlehem is permitted to them. Now here's an interesting, interesting halacha on top of back to Avadim. When he's still in the state of being a slave, a person can give a maid servant to his slave, or to his friend's slave, and he can also designate his maid servant to be the concubine or the partner of two separate slaves. There's no necessity for it. There's no condition. They're like animals in the sense that there's no obligation in terms of who who stays with who. Whether this maid servant is designated for this eved as a partner or not designated it's all the same. If because that concept of marriage, just like relatives and the prohibition of marrying relatives only applies to a yid or to a goy, but not to an evet knani. The concept of marriage only applies to a yid or the kamazalis or to a goy. with another goy. doesn't apply to avodim with other slaves. Nor does it apply to avodim and a yid. So there's no concept of marriage by a evet knani.